0: Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. Praise God. And my friends, when we say around the world, that's literally what the Lord is doing as this message is reaching even the most remote parts of the world to the glory and praise of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, today, let us go to the gospel of Saint Luke and And drop down to chapter 5, and we're going to receive the holy tithes and offerings first. We want to bring them into the storehouse of the Lord. And I want to put a couple of scriptures into your heart so that you are strong in faith for the financial blessings that the Lord wants to bring into your life. Praise God. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Lake of Gennesaret is an an older term for the same identification of what we know as the Lake of Galilee. Okay. And saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their boats. Now, the Jewish historian named Josephus, who was an excellent writer and really was very accurate with so many of his historical details that he recorded around this time era, he said that on the Sea of Galilee, it was common to see right around 230 boats, because he counted them. And there were a lot of fishermen. So Jesus is there at a time, at a moment, when there are two that are available, and saw two boats standing by the lake. So I don't want you to think maybe there's only five or six people fishing. There's Several hundred people that were professional fishermen, they all had their boats, and it was a very well-fished lake. But that lake had a lot of fish in it, praise God. The fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Verse 3, then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land, Not, not a long ways, just a little. There's going to be a teaching session And when you go to Israel on tour, you'll see the most likely site where this took place from. And the Lord's voice would have gone across the waters and would have carried up the gentle sloping hill, and it would have been a a natural amplifier of his voice. Let me say this also. In days past before electricity and electronics, it was very common for the Holy Spirit to supernaturally empower not only the voice of a speaker, of a, of, a, of a man or woman of God, but also to supernaturally amplify the voice to large, large crowds. It was said of George Whitfield, the great English preacher who also came to America, that when he preached his voice could be heard by a crowd outside of 30,000 people. But here's what's amazing. It was also said that those in the very back of the crowd could hear the voice of Whitfield preaching with just as much clarity as those on the front row. Wow. And none less than Benjamin Franklin himself tested that and listened to what that great evangelist preached and saw the large crowds and he heard up front and he also experimented by walking towards the the vast distance of the back and you know he couldn't quite understand that but said you know the voice is coming through just just as clear back here with no loudspeakers no amplifiers so While there was natural acoustics, as we would call them there on the Sea of Galilee, I believe that in so many meetings where Christ is lifted up and any message conveying the goodness of the Lord is lifting up, then there is an anointing upon that word, so that even if the sound system goes down, just keep right on preaching, praise God, and the Holy Spirit will do things to cause people to hear when the effort to preach it is made. Now, it says he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. So he's not even standing up. You know, sometimes you, you see him in these paintings, standing up towards the front of the boat, preaching. No, he's actually sitting down and And the multitudes all that they are still hearing him with great clarity. Verse four, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, okay, let's take a break just for a moment. He has finished the preaching. He has finished the ministerial portion of his work that day. And he's now going to turn to a different endeavor when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, and remember, he's in Simon's boat. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Praise the Lord. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So some of the things are going against The natural way that things work. They knew that it wasn't good to fish there in the Sea of Galilee during the daytime because for those of you that will visit Israel and those of you that have been, when you get on the Galilean Sea or the lake, it's not really a sea. That's just a term they use, but it's a lake. uh, There's a lot of clarity in the water and some days in the summer when it's clear, I mean, you can see 20 or 30 feet down. Very, very clearly. Well, that means the fish can see you too. So that's why Peter said, we fished all night. So you fish at night so that the fish can't see you throwing the nets over trying to catch them because they are pretty smart. So uh, they nevertheless obey the word of the Lord. And it says their net was breaking. Verse 7. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. So both boats are sinking. Incredible haul of fish. Now, as we're going to bring the tithes and offerings into God's storehouse, let me share this. Whenever you allow Jesus to freely use your resources, such as your boat, even if it literally came down to that like it did for Peter, Whenever you allow Jesus to freely use your resources for his evangelistic purposes, it qualifies you for net-breaking, boat-sinking types of blessing. Mm -mm. Please let that go way down into your spirit today. I I want to say it again. Whenever you allow Jesus to freely use your resources... For his evangelistic purposes, the win the lost to him, that qualifies you for net breaking, boat sinking types of blessing. Woo, glory to God! And that's what God has on His mind for you. Praise the Lord! All of those boats, but there's two that are that are there on the on the beach, and uh, the Lord needs to use one. Mm-mm. Look, I need to let you know this. It pays to serve the Lord. We don't serve the Lord for pay. We serve the Lord because we love him. But Jesus is rewarding Peter for Peter having said, uh, yeah, you can use my boat. Because when you read Luke chapter 4, you see Jesus going into Simon's house and Simon's wife's mother was sick with the high fever, and Jesus prays for her, and she is healed. Woo! I mean, he rebuked the fever, and that fever left her. Praise God. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. Well, it, technically it doesn't even I should say that he didn't even really pray for her. He had just rebuked the fever and the thing took off. Praise God. So Simon is warming up to Jesus. But this was the unveiling of who the Lord, in a sense, really is. This is the miracle worker. This is the great prophet that Moses foretold of. This is Jesus operating in great signs and wonders. And he asked Peter if he could use his boat. And Peter said yes. Now, I told you last week that. I've allowed the Lord to use my pickup truck. Hallelujah. And uh, just last week, we hauled thousands and thousands, literally, of pounds of landscaping stones onto the property. Sometimes after you haul them all and pull them all out, it doesn't look like that much. You think, oh, that's just a couple hundred pounds. Well, I, I know that when they were weighed and loaded and sat into the bed of the truck, the bed goes like this. Whoosh, because my truck has a load capacity of 2,000 pounds, and it was, it was as low as it could go. So it was maxed out. And you make multiple trips like that, and you know what is taking place there. But the Lord has always kept me in nice vehicles. I have always made them available for His use. Woo! Praise the Lord. And if you'll make your resources really all that's under your umbrella, all that you have, whether it's your home or whatever it would be, then I'm telling you that the Lord will bless you. He will honor you. He will bless you. But if you say Jesus, you can't use my boat. You know, Jesus, you're you're still a little bit controversial, and uh, you know, there's rumors circulating that maybe you're not the real deal. And uh, and so, no, you need to go find somebody else. Then you just missed a great blessing. Mm-mm-mm. Praise God. Now, Jesus is the head of the church. We are the body. We're the hands, the arms, the legs, the feet. The head cannot do anything without the body. Okay? So when the Lord wants to do something in the earth, he has to work through the body. That's you and me. And if you're willing to say, Lord, all that I have which you have given me anyhow i mean it all came from you lord but all that i have which is under my control under my authority so you can't do something with somebody else's that's theirs so you can't you can't tell them what to do with theirs i know the government likes to do that the government loves to spend other people's money <laughs> it's real easy it's real easy to spend somebody else's money uh, and that's why there's such waste because it's not theirs But when it's yours, you want to be a good steward over it, and you want to do a good job. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let me say this about the government. Thank God for President Trump. He doesn't do that. He is actually a good steward. Why? Because in the natural, he's not even a politician. He is a businessman that became president. So he knows how to generate uh, wealth and uh, uh, create money. And he has good principles. So he's not just doling it out for free because he knows you can't create it like that. So he's endeavoring to run our nation, our government from a platform that makes fiscal sense. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what we need. That type of leadership. Praise the Lord. Now, my friends, if you will make your resources available to the Lord. There are those times when the Lord has need of you, has need of your boat, has need of your stove, has need of your you know whatever wheelbarrow. Praise God. I was ministering once in Uganda, East Africa. I was I went to three churches a day, all over the place, just running nonstop. Morning I would speak at a certain church, lunchtime, travel somewhere, speak at a different church, evening, different church, just did that day after day after day. And I lost 13 pounds, uh, and Kelly did too, but we had a wonderful time. Amen. Running, running, running for the Lord. Now, I went to speak at an orphanage that was a, it was a church orphanage, and out of, out of all the places I spoke at, and one of them was a very large um uh, Ministry had uh seven or eight thousand members, large church, but out of all the places I spoke at, the one that was the most beautiful was the smaller church that was also an orphanage, and the property was just beautiful and I asked the pastor I said, Um, how did you get such a beautiful property this This must have cost a, a fortune this is you know everything's so beautiful around here he said He basically said, in essence, that the Lord had need of the wheelbarrow. See, there was a lady in the church who was sick, and nobody would take uh, take her to the hospital. She was an elderly lady. And he said, well, the Lord would take her. But, but, you know, the Lord works through people. You, You understand that. So he said, Lord, I've got to get her to the hospital. And the Lord said, yes, you do. And, uh, you know, th- there's divine healing, but not everybody has faith for that. So you have, to, you have to meet them where their faith level is at. So her faith was for the doctors to do their job, and she would get better. Well, he still had to get her to the hospital. They didn't have a vehicle. So he used the only thing he had available, which was a wheelbarrow. He put her in the wheelbarrow and pushed her from this rural, remote area uh, Through little uh, dirt pads and pushed her all the way to the hospital. They got her to the hospital and they got her the treatment that she needed to stop the infection or whatever it was. And she recovered and she was okay. Well, she lived her life out the, the remaining years and she died of something else, basically of old age. And the pastor didn't know it, but this lady, had a large tract of land, and when she died, she deeded it over to the pastor, to the church, and they moved on to that beautiful property, and so it was through, it was through that wheelbarrow delivery. (sighs) Praise God. Whether it's your truck, your wheelbarrow, hallelujah, your, your financial resources, whatever it would be, you have to be willing to say, Lord, I make it all available to you. Praise God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when you do that, you tap into that anointing for the Lord to release to you a net-breaking, boat-sinking type of blessing. And it can come back in many ways, the harvest, but it will come back in the way that you need it. Praise God. Praise God. So, my friends, I I just want to give you a hot tip because I have been in fellowship with the Lord, and I sense that the Lord, there's there's going to be times when He prompts your spirit, and you, you may get it like two or three times that prompting, and you you're going to know that's the Lord that the Lord has need of that, Mm-mm. and it could be something that He has need of from the perspective of He wants you to sell it and take the money and use it for the expansion of His kingdom, the preaching of the gospel. But I'll leave that up to the Holy Spirit. There will be times when the Holy Spirit has need of your resources. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. There's a blessing in obedience. Because remember, Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. What's he doing? He's saying, hey, you've allowed me to use your boat. I want to be a blessing to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Oh, so many of you are so yielded. Your hearts are open. Your hearts are open. You would be the first one in line to say, Jesus, please get into my boat. Jesus, please get into my car. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Please be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and these promptings of the Spirit of God when the Lord has need. Of something of your resources. He's not doing it to subtract or diminish from you. He's doing this to set you up to release a net-breaking, boat-sinking blessing into your life. Praise God. Father, I pray for your people today as they're honoring you with the holy tithes and offerings, that as they, as they bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse, they'll be very mindful to you in this area so should you tap them on the shoulder, which at times you do, and say, I have need of you, I have need of this that is in your possession, I need you to release it. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that we'll, we, we will obey quickly, we will obey quickly, knowing what's on the other end of our obedience is a blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Now, as you're bringing the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord, if you prefer to mail them in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, PO Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code here is 28654. If you would like to bring them in online, which is encrypted, safe, and secure, please visit... Our ministry website, stephenbrooks.org, there's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap, and you can go there, and you can bring them into the storehouse of God online. Praise God. Thank you so much for your faithful giving. I know the Lord is going to bless you, and you're going to encounter these unusual blessings that come through your joyful obedience. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. All right. Now, what I would like to do is I would like to continue today's message along the same theme. And I want to give you a golden key that will keep you positioned through these very, how can we describe it? Tumultuous times That we're passing through right now. Praise God. Perhaps in some ways the tumult can calm down a little bit, but because we are so quickly nearing the end of the age that we are currently in, uh, any little reprieves we have will be short lived. So we need to know this golden key so that we stay on focus and so that we stay in the blessing. Let me share this. What I am going to present to you today, this message, is a message that has come to me from having been in the secret place. There are many voices that are speaking within the body of Christ today. Some of them are very sincere, but they are tuned to a wavelength that is influenced from the intellectual or the mental realm. And it's very important that we walk close to God so that we are aware of what's going on, but that we are more aware that we are in the center of God's will and that we are walking in the place of safety, blessing, and protection. Some messages, I would even say some prophecies, that people give because they are coming not from the heart of God. They're coming from the soulish realm. It's causing the believers to have fear and it's causing them to have uncertainty. When that happens, they pause and stop in the progress that they're supposed to be making on the pathway that God has for them. So we thank God for the counsel of his word and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to continue to stay on the path that leads to victory and protection. Praise God. Now, look at this in verse 10. Luke 5, verse 10. Father, as we continue now in your word, we're asking that your spirit would open the scriptures, and the eyes of our understanding can see them, and we can obey them, that we will be hearers and doers of the word, and we thank you for the great empowerment of your spirit Upon our lives, irrespective of what's shaking in the earth, we thank you that you have protection, blessing, and safety for us. In the name of Jesus, we all agree today and say, amen. Praise God. Now, Luke chapter 5 again, verse 9, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Praise the Lord. My friends, I'm here today to enlist you on a fishing expedition. Pastor Stephen, I don't like fish. I don't eat fish. I'm talking not about fish. I'm talking about souls of men. And when I say men, I'm talking about mankind. Praise God. Kelly, my precious wife, doesn't like it when I eat sardines. She's not a fish person. She says, Stephen, if you're going to eat sardines, you go, you go you eat all you want. Just eat them outside. And after you're done, please brush your teeth and use some mouthwash. I say, yes, dear, I will. And... It's the grace and blessing of marriage. We get along well. We have a beautiful marriage. But I understand that if I'm going to eat my sardines, I have to eat them outside and enjoy them with me and my cat, Simon Peter, who hopes one falls to the ground so that he can eat one. Praise God. Now, my friends, I'm not talking about fish, I'm talking about catching the souls of men and women and pulling them out of the snare of the devil. And presenting the gospel to them so that they can receive Christ as their Lord and Savior so they can be born again so their spirit can be recreated and passed from that of being in a place of spiritual death to being in a place of spiritual life. Hallelujah. And made ready now for heaven. That is our assignment. Do not be afraid from now on. You will catch men. Any endeavor that you make to consistently support the work of saving souls of humanity from going into an eternity into the lake of fire, any effort that you make to support and be involved in that, it allows you to be positioned to receive provision from the Lord that will supernaturally sustain you. And you will never hear me ever run dry. Praise God. Others may who don't know the covenant. Others may who live in fear. Others may who don't work the principles of God's word. Others may who are only into their self survival and their self centeredness. But when you have a heart for the lost, when you have a heart for the lost, God will bless you. God will keep you up and running and you will have provision always around you and you will be fresh and and quickened by the Holy Spirit. Can you say yes and amen? Praise God. Let us go today to the second Psalm. Psalm 2, verse 7 says, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me. And I will give you the nations for your inheritance at the ends of the earth for your possession. Pastor Stephen, what's on the heart of God? Lost souls that don't know him. People that die every day and go to hell. And my friends, if we will ask the Lord, and that's what I have been doing. If we will ask the Lord for the nations for our inheritance, he will give them to us. Praise God. An inheritance. When you go to heaven, you want to have an inheritance. While in a sense you go taking nothing out of the earth with you, when you do get there, there can be rewards based upon the way that you lived your life for the Lord. And if you did all that you could to live a life pleasing to the Lord, and also you had a heart and a burden for lost souls, there will be an inheritance waiting for you. There are other things as well that qualify for an inheritance, such as those who developed the fruit of the Spirit, uh, and and those that walked in love, uh, those that were Uh, you know, just constant givers and encouragers. There's all types of ways to gain inheritance, but the most beautiful inheritance are those who had the wisdom to see, let's Save and reach the lost because if they don't know Christ, they will perish and they will die in their sins. And we have had the privilege of having heard the gospel and we're good to go, but billions have never heard, and we can't sit back in complacency and say, Well, that's okay, you know, we're saved, and so it is what it is. No, we have a mandate. We have a commissioning. We have an authorization from the Lord Most High, who is the head of the church, who said, go, praise God. And nobody can override what the King of Kings has said. Now, God will give us, if we ask him, the nations for our inheritance. And I've asked the Lord this. And I would like for you to be asking along with this and this ministry, as we work together, that we can throw the harvest nets. And I'm believing God that we can reach a minimum of 1 million souls. You have to have a a, a goal. You have to have something that you're going after. You have to have a path, or else you don't know where you're going. You're just going to go left, right, here, there. But we have a well-established vision and goal that we want to bring in, by the grace of God, and and great effort, over 1 million souls to the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you stand with us? Will you pray with us? Praise God. And will you also enlist today as a fisher of men? Praise the Lord. When you become a fisher of men and you make your resources, your talents, your brain, your mind, your anointing, your gifting available for Jesus to work through for evangelistic purposes, you position yourself for unprecedented levels of prosperity where you're overloaded to the point You have to start distributing out because your boat is literally beginning to sink. Praise God. Mm, mm, mm. And that's what we're coming into. That's what we're coming into. The Lord is good. Praise the Lord. The Lord is going to visit some very wicked heathens. I call them heathens. They, they revel and celebrate in iniquity and then doing wrong. But the Lord is going to visit many of these people by His Spirit. They're going to be convicted, and they're going to be saved, and they're going to release provision into the work of the Lord, and it will be stewarded properly, and great strides will be made in the gospel work. I speak that, and I say that, because don't discount the power and the ability of the Lord to reach the unreachable, To reach those that uh, good people would say, oh, they're too far gone. Don't even pray for them. No, no, there's, there's many that would seem out of reach. But God says, I have a plan for them. And I'm going to do all I can to reach them. And there will be those that respond and say, yes, praise God. Hallelujah. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. The ends of the earth, the most remote places, the most remote places we want to reach them. Let me say this. We have stepped out by faith, and we are moving further into television than we ever have before. And every week, we are speaking to A potential listening and viewing audience of over 1.1 billion people. Praise God. We are receiving emails from all over the world. Literally all over the world. And my friends, as you support this work, the inheritance of souls, we all share in the rewards together. I can't do it all on my own. Praise God. I need your help. I need your support. And together, we're going to fish. We're going to fish like crazy. Because let me tell you, there are fish that are biting. There are fish that are biting. And the amazing thing about television is that there are, there are hundreds of millions of people That do not have internet oh I know that so many of you watch from America particularly as you're watching these messages on the internet and you think oh everybody's got internet everybody's got fast download fast upload speeds no they don't there are hundreds of millions of people that don't have internet don't have a computer we're privileged to have that. But let me tell you this. They may not have Internet. They may not see us on YouTube or on uh, the other platforms of Facebook and uh, Livestream and the other uh, platforms that we use. But they've, they've got these little bitty satellite dishes, and they've got a TV. They sure do. And they're watching the Pure Gold program, and they are hearing the gospel preached to them. So in many ways, television, in many ways, while it covers a lot of people, The majority, I would have to say, are poor. They are what we would call poor in the sense where they don't have many of the things that those in the Western world would have available concerning certain types of technology or certain levels of income. And so I'm telling you, when we do TV and we're, we're throwing big, big nets, praise God. Mm-mm-mm. and we've only just begun we've only just begun I want us to reach to the most remote parts of the world I want us to be broadcasting messages like this over every single continent praise God and over every nation and if we, if we have to get them over the islands there are satellites that reach over the islands praise God hallelujah so we have begun the journey We've begun the journey, and you've begun it with me. And my friends, God wants you to have a reward. God wants you to have an inheritance. And when your heart is tied in with his heart, which is reaching the lost, woo hallelujah, Mm-mm. you'll always be catching fish. When you're, catching, when you're helping to catch the fish, the souls of men and women, you'll always have the provision of fish. You'll always have the provision of the bread and the fish. The provision that you need and the overflow will always be in your house. You'll never, ever run dry. Ever. Praise God. God's got to multiply food on your table. He'll do it. Yes, He will. Praise God. Let's really begin to cry out for the Lord. Hallelujah. For the harvest of souls. Because when you look at the biblical feast of Israel, the seven primary feasts. And then you look at the three key feasts that all of the Israelite, all of the Israelites were required to go to Jerusalem for the three primary feasts. You had Passover, Pentecost, and then Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles is actually called the Ingathering. It's the great ingathering, and it's the end time feast, and it represents the Great. Global harvest of souls that we're going to pull in. Praise God. Hallelujah. So my friends, the work of the last day church will be a work of great glory. Jesus poured out the best wine last. The last day church will participate in the best wine. The mighty anointing, the mighty miracles, and the completion of the great commission. We are doing all that we can, and we're doing it together. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls, that's you, is wise. Woo! If you're not interested in soul winning. You're not walking in the full counsel of the wisdom of God. Mm -mm. He who wins souls is wise. It shows that you are aware that there is life beyond this life. That there is an eternity. Woo! Hallelujah! And while you're enjoying this life, you are positioning yourself for a place of status and blessing and honor when you go home to be with the Lord, and you'll see the Lord say to you, "Well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Woo you worked hard for me, you laid your life down for me. Mm. you made your resources available to me, and because of that we 've got some reward for you Mm-mm-mm. don't be looking for me in heaven in a doghouse." Mm-mm. Pastor Stephen Brooks won't be living in no doghouse. Praise God. Hallelujah. The only ones living in the doghouses are the dogs. Woo. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Technically, I've never seen any doghouses in heaven. But don't look for me in a shack. Mm Mm-mm. Hallelujah. And my friends, you are positioning yourself. Woo. For great reward. Mm Mm-mm. Why? He who wins souls is wise. And you have enough wisdom to know. That there is a tomorrow, after this tomorrow, there is an eternal day that we will step into. And we must lay it all on the line while we're here. Yes, we're going to enjoy life. We're going to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. But we're going to stay tied into the main focus, which is reaching the lost. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, this next verse may be a little bit surprising to some of you, but we need to take a look at it. Because he's going to speak to the hearts of quite a few of you. Get ready. Psalm 68, please go directly to verse 11. The Lord gave the word. Well, this is a very interesting psalm, and many theologians and Bible commentators, they've looked at this verse, and they've asked the question, well, what word did he give? <laughs> Well, I would say this. Uh, He's always giving. A word. So this would be the preceding word. And any time that word proceeds, we pick up on it and we declare it too. Okay? So when we go into a new year and we hear what the Lord is saying, the theme or the focus for that year, we hear that preceding word coming out of the mouth of God and we grab it and we begin to proclaim it and publish it all over. Praise God. So it's any word that the Lord would proclaim. The Lord gave the word. Great. Was the company of those who proclaimed it. Great. 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 How would you like to be known in heaven as great? Then get involved in proclaiming the gospel message. Praise God. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Praise God. We are going to proclaim this message to all the world. Preaching it. North. South, East, and West. Praise God. And you will be in that category of greatness because you are on the front lines of reaching the lost for Christ. Mm-mm. There's there's think of it. There's men and women, boys and girls sitting in places today in total spiritual darkness, and they know nothing Of God nothing nothing about God at all and Jesus said go make disciples of all nations and my friends that's what we're going to do oh pastor Stephen we can't go right now we can't do anything the whole world is shut down no no Jesus didn't say lay off and stop because this is going on or that's going on or that's going on news alert You're going to have things continue, continue. Oh, there'll be times when you have like a reprieve. Like I said earlier, you have some stability, but then the enemy will throw another thing and that will work stuff up. Uh, But here's the thing. Keep going with the gospel. Keep going with the gospel. And you know what? You'll find out that you just keep going that you keep going, that you're staying in that lane, and you're, you just keep on going, oh yeah, you're aware of all the stuff that's out there, the, you know, the things that flare up, the things that the enemy tries to do to distract, Well, you just sit down and you wring your hands and say, oh, 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 no, 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 don't do that, stay on task, go into all the world and preach the gospel, why? Because so many are lost, so many are lost, Mm -mm. we have got Stay on task, and in order to do that, God has to cause provision to be flowing. God has to cause health in your body so that you can stay on the job. God has to bless you, bless you. Why? Because you're the one allowing him to use your boat, You're the one allowing him to use your finances. You are the one allowing him to use your strength and your gifting. Hallelujah. He's got to keep you up. And long as you stay on task, he'll keep you up regardless of whoever else is going down. Because you're a covenant man, you're a covenant woman. Mm, And the covenant prevails over every negative circumstance in the earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord gave the word great was the company, the company. What an interesting word. My goodness. The word company in the Hebrew is actually in the feminine gender. Would you like the literal translation of Psalm 68 verse 11? Here it is. Large great was the number of women who published The glad tidings. That's a literal translation for you right there. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. When you go through the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verse 3, you see three of the key primary donors who supported the evangelistic ministry of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Who were they, Pastor Stephen? Was it John D. Rockefeller? Was it Bill Gates and Warren Buffett? No, Mary, Margaret, Joanna, Susanna. Well, Pastor Stephen, that sounds like a bunch of women. Yep. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Women on the front lines. Praise God. Oh, yes, men also. Men, men don't think you're exempt. Pastor Stephen, I'm going to let the women do all the work. No, rise up and be a man. Be who God called you to be. Be the blessing that God called you to be. Be the Boaz that God called you to be. Boaz was a mighty man of wealth. Praise the Lord. I was in London last year, and I taught about Boaz. How God can turn you to a Boaz, a great person of financial strength to contribute to God's work. And after the message... A lady came up to me. She was actually uh, driving us around in her boat. Hallelujah. Her Land Rover. Okay. See, See, make your resources and assets available to the Lord. Okay. Now, she didn't literally have a boat. She had a vehicle. She had a beautiful Land Rover. She's driving me and my wife from the hotel to the speaking place there at the convention center. And back and forth, and etc. And she's a very nice lady, very nice lady. After I taught the message on Boaz, she said to me, She said, Pastor Stephen, God has made me a female Boaz. She said, I have my own business. I thought, I don't know why I thought this, I think it was because she was so humble. I thought, well, maybe she has five, you know, two or five people that work for her. She said, Pastor Stephen, she said, I have 500 employees. I said, well, praise the Lord. (laughs) Well, hallelujah. The Lord certainly has made you a female Boaz. And she was a great contributor to the man of God that the Lord had called her to stand behind and support. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord gave the word The Lord gave the word. Now, he can give the word, but you have to have people that can proclaim that word, and it takes provision to amplify that word globally. Large, great was the number of women who published the glad tidings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, if you're a lady, say, Lord, get me into that category. (laughs) Say, Lord, whatever it takes, get me into that category. I want to be on the front lines of soul winning praise god praise god see it says in Luke chapter 8 verse 3 and 4 that Mary, Joanna and Susanna and many others contributed to him out of their out of their resources woo praise the lord and many others hallelujah three people aren't carrying the whole load but there were three key contributors praise god Mm-mm-mm. look look all i'm saying if if you'll allow who you are and what you have to be at the Lord's disposal, then he will start flowing through you and he'll increase, he'll increase you. He'll increase you for his kingdom cause. But if you're all into yourself and you're just hoarding it up for yourself and you could care less if people die and go to hell, then what kind of inheritance are you going to have? Even if you're saved, what kind of inheritance are you going to have when you get to heaven? Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. thank you Jesus praise the Lord Matthew chapter 17 Matthew chapter 17 Woo, ladies say just say just cry out to God right now say Jesus get me on the front lines hallelujah help me to support and help me to proclaim the gospel praise the Lord And that doesn't necessarily mean that God wants to make you into a preacher or prophetess, but it does mean that God can make you into a female Boaz where you are prospering in a sense where you're like, Lord, I can pour into your kingdom, hallelujah, and I can put this money into the gospel, and Pastor Stephen can send that gospel around the world. Praise God. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 17 Let's go to verse 24. We seem to be on a little bit of a fishing theme today. Now, when they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, what do you think, Simon, from whom do you uh, From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, from strangers. Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. Well, that's a little bit of a different teaching. You have to understand that Israel was not liberated. They are under the dominion of a foreign nation who has conquered them and basically has conquered at that time the much of what we know today as the Middle East and that was the Roman Empire and the Jews of course didn't like it because Rome is trying to force upon them their pagan ideologies of you know the worship of you know a whole plethora of gods and all kinds of you know crazy stuff and you know the Romans were influenced by the Greeks and the Greeks were just (laughs) They had the whole system of gods, you know, Mount Olympus and all the gods and, you know, Zeus, Hercules and on and on it goes. And the Romans were just, you know, uh, real lovers of Greek culture. And so they're trying to throw all of that stuff onto the Jews and force them to adapt to that. And the the Jews, uh, particularly the ones that were holding to the truth of the word of God, greatly resented it. So there was strife. Tension, fightings, skirmishes, and, you know, just stuff like that going on all the time. So they were having, they were, the Jewish people were being taxed unlawfully by the Romans. Nevertheless, verse 27, nevertheless, lest we offend them. See, God's got plenty of provision. Just go ahead and cover it. You know, there's no need for us getting into a legal uh, tie-up or a mess like that. Look, let's just understand that some things are not going to be the way we want them until Jesus comes and rules and reigns as the millennial king for 1,000 years, reigning from Jerusalem. David will rule and reign over Israel. The 12 apostles will uh, rule and reign over the 12 tribes. And Christ will rule and reign over the whole planet. Praise God. Amen. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. Now, by this time, Peter, the professional fisherman, has already seen so many miracles and has already seen has already seen displays of the wisdom of God that are so remarkable that he's he's not arguing anymore with stuff like this. This goes against what we would call natural understanding, but he knows this is Jesus just doing his thing because Jesus has received a word of wisdom from the Holy spirit. So Peter is going to walk it out. Okay. Now go to the sea, cast a hook and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Hallelujah. Woohoo. Glory to God. Did you catch that? Jesus just paid Peter's tax bill. Mm-mm. I mean, th- this is not even about Peter. This is about the Lord and the Lord's taxes. And Jesus just paid Peter's tax bill. God can help you pay yours too. If you have unpaid debts, God can help you get those paid. Praise the Lord. But you have to follow the instructions of the Master. And when you have opened this mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that. Watch this. You must follow instructions of God to the T. Take that and give it to them for me and you pay mine first and then go pay, go, go pay yours. There's look, there's enough for both of us, but don't go pay yours first, pay mine first. Kingdom first, God first, God's work first, God's heart first, soul winning first. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then you'll be blessed. Pastor Stephen, I'm taking care of myself first. And if there's anything left over, which usually there's not, I'll give it to the Lord. (laughs) That's why there's usually not anything left over. It's all flipped around backwards. Jesus says, when you get that coin, Go pay the tax bill. Me and then you. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! Praise God. Praise the Lord. Do you see the kingdom directive? That when you are really focusing on the priority, where God puts the priority, these other areas begin to smooth out, they begin to get peaceful. And you begin to have relief and victory. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have to put the Lord first. You need to always honor the Lord with the tithe because the tithe already belongs to God. The 10% the tithe is His. He established that. It keeps the ministry running smoothly. It worked for the priesthood flawlessly under the Old Covenant, and in the New Covenant, with the ministry of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, when the tithe comes into the storehouse of the ministry that God has connected you to, it allows that ministry, it allows that work to operate very, very smoothly. Under the Old Covenant, when people stopped tithing the priest had to abandon the temple and the sacrifices and the moment that happens that means there's no forgiveness of your sins because you've gotten away from the sacrificial system and the priest had to just go out and start farming and doing their own agricultural stuff because it all broke down whenever there is revival the tithe the first thing hearts are turned back to God and the tithe starts coming back in pastor Stephen, I'm experiencing revival. Well, then we should see some tithes showing up. Praise God. Because any time under the old covenant, you saw hearts coming back to the Lord, the tithe starts coming in again. And thus the priesthood is restored. And now the sacrifices are back. Now the ministry or the old covenant priestly system is working smoothly. Now we can have our, you know, uh, day of atonement and get all of our sins rolled back for the next year and stuff like that. Well, Christ has fully atoned for all of our sins for all time for whoever puts their faith and trust in Him and receives Him as Lord and Savior, and the tithe carries into the New Covenant. Not as a letter of the law, do this, or you get, you know, but as a Covenant principle that ties you into an open heaven. Mm -mm. And when you honor the Lord and give Him the tithe, which already belongs to Him, when you bring it into the storehouse, then the ministry runs smoothly. And when you sow seed and give offerings, now God can multiply and bless the offerings and bring a harvest into your life. So you have open heavens and you have harvest flowing into your life. Put the Lord first. Put the Lord first. Take care of Jesus. Take, uh, make sure Jesus has his tax bill paid. Oh, Pastor Stephen, God can take care of himself. He can. He can. But you'll miss out on the blessing if you don't participate. Mm-mm. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Oh, God, God will get it done. I mean, if God's got to fly bread and hot dogs into Elijah to keep him going. God, God will keep his man going. If, if God has to do a miracle, God will keep it going. But when you have privilege and opportunity to participate in the kingdom work, that's where you'll see the greatest returns and dividends on harvest in your life. Praise the Lord. First Kings chapter 17. One more story. First Kings chapter 17, verse 12. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Why would he say that? He could probably see it on her. He could sense fear. She's reacting in fear. Here's an indicator of fear. You begin to pull back. You begin to start thinking about me, myself, and I. Just me and my family. Let the world go to hell. We've got to, uh, you know, we've got to do what we need to do. And there was a, a, a place Yes, where you need to make sure your bases are covered. But, but stay on assignment. Don't ever pull back from preaching the gospel and being involved in that through your tithes, your offerings, and your giving. Because I want to tell you something right now. It doesn't matter how many people apply for unemployment. And we don't want to see that. But should things like that happen. And should things of economic shakings reverberate, let me tell you this. God is able to lift you up regardless of what's going on out there in the world. God is able to bless you, and he is able to empower you where you will make more money this year than you've ever made in any other year of your life. God is able to do that. If you will honor him, put him first, be involved in the kingdom work. You you you'll be more prosperous than you've ever been before. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Praise God. Hallelujah! Doesn't matter if the fish are biting or not. None of that stuff matters with God. He's not limited like the world is. He's not limited. He's able to bless you. He's able to override that. It doesn't matter if it's daytime. We're not supposed to go out fishing during daytime. None of that matters to the Lord. It doesn't matter to God. He can bless you. If you'll just work with Him, He'll bless you. Netbreaking, boat-sinking type blessings. Woo! Glory to God. Regardless of whether the fish are biting or not, that has no relevance to Him. He's God. He can bless you. You work his, his principles, put Him first. He'll keep on blessing you, and you'll keep going up. And now you will be a sign and a wonder to those around you. You will be a sign and a wonder to those that are around you. Mm. Praise God. Praise the Lord. We are continuing. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 13. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. Mm -mm. If she would have put, if she would have made any changes to that instruction that had been her last meal, God would have still done something for the prophet and would have taken care of him. But God's wanting to work through this woman to be a blessing to the work of the Lord, in other words, to the man of God, because he is the, he is the proclaimer of the gospel in a very hostile time with famine and hardships and difficulties. But God had a plan for that lady to take care of her and even take care of her with great provision. But she's going to have to. Put God first and stay on assignment. Put the work of God first. And in this situation, it meant take care of that man of God because he is doing that work. Praise the Lord. Make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward make some for yourself and your son. Now, you can only imagine if the ungodly newspapers would have caught word of that. You understand that if they're not in Christ, they're spiritually dead, and they have the, If you, look, if you're lost, and you don't know Jesus, the spirit that you have is the spirit that rules over the world, and that would be of, under Satan. Those that belong to God, they have a different spirit. We have the spirit of God that is leading us, guiding us, directing us, and most importantly, living on the inside of us. But anybody that's not saved even if even if it's your relatives if they are not saved they are spiritually dead within their spirit and they belong to the master of that world and that would be satan and they are they are under his influence and his control praise the lord so god's ways are very very different i don't expect the world to understand the principle of put god first They have no, they have no knowledge of that. They have no knowledge of that. I don't expect them to. So yes, they would criticize. Yes, they would make fun of that. But you know what? She's, 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 she's she's living and she's going to get a miracle while the critics are biting the dust left and right. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. For thus says the Lord God of Israel. The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day of the Lord, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her household ate for many days. Hallelujah. She put the work of God first. She honored the man of God who was the messenger of the Lord proclaiming. At that time, the voice of God, the word of God. And my friends, when you do it today and you put God first, even if you're down to your last meal and you say, Lord, I'm going to put you first. Oh, you're never going to run dry. You're never going to run out. Praise God. God's got more than enough for you. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. There's no recession in heaven. There's no angels in a picket line. There's no union strikes in heaven. Everybody's happy. Everybody's blessed. God is over all. And there is more than enough. And the great Jehovah Jireh God is able to bless you and meet all of your needs, regardless of what's taking place in the earth. And yes, we're aware that there are great difficulties But God's still on the throne. Let him be on the throne of your heart and always putting first be involved right now with us as we are reaching the nations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is not the time to pull back. This is the time to honor the Lord more than you have with your heart and your resources and your abilities to move the message forward and further. Praise God. And when you do that, you'll never, ever run dry. Praise God. One more verse today. One more verse. Let's go back to Psalms. And this would be Psalm 121. Psalm 121. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 8. The Lord shall preserve You're going out, and you're coming in. Now, let me read the verse before that. That's the main one. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Isn't that amazing? He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Evil of potential riots. Evil of something being thrown at you, or a bullet, or whatever it might be. Mm, Even as Psalm 91 says, you shall not fear, the arrow that flies by night, whether it's a bullet or an arrow or, you know, a brick or a verbal assault or whatever it might be. I'm telling you, God can protect you. God can give you wisdom and just say, you know, uh, don't, don't go that direction today or don't go into work today or, you know, just uh, he'll lead you and guide you and you just walk right around all of that stuff that's out there. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Well, Pastor Stephen, brother so-and-so, he got, uh, he got in a real mess, and he got all messed up, uh, you know. Well, look, all I, all I can say is maybe brother so-and-so didn't know about the covenant promise of protection. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. And if God said that, and you are aware of that, and you have knowledge of that covenant of divine protection, and you believe it, you will just keep right on going right on going. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. So we are aware of the things that go on out there. But my friends, stay on target. Stay on assignment of global evangelism. Stay with me as we keep preaching this gospel. Stay on task. God will keep lifting you up, blessing you, blessing you, blessing you, blessing you, blessing you, blessing you, blessing you. We're going to keep pulling the harvest in, pulling the fish in, making the disciples of all the nations and you'll be so blessed the next thing you know we're all out of here we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air and we're going to the great wedding supper of the lamb. Mm -mm. Hallelujah praise God. Mm -mm. Stay on task stay on assignment. Praise the Lord. Yes, there could be a little, there could be these shakings that are out there, you know, uh, buy buy some extra food, buy some extra batteries, but stay on task, stay on task. Pastor Stephen. I'm going to max out my credit card to buy food supplies because I, I want to buy 20 years of food supplies. Oh, would you ever max out your credit card to reach the lost and keep them from going to hell? No, who cares about that? That's why. That's why you're running on limited resources. That's why you're operating continually on financial fumes. You have no heart for the lost. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Have you some canned food. Have have you a month or two months just, you know, in case there's a hiccup or something like that. You're okay. Stay on task because God's going to be blessing you with finances and provision unlike anything you've ever seen. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Provision, increase, anointing, power, glory, visitations from the Most High God, strategies, concepts, multi-million dollar deals, hundreds of millions pouring in, billions poured into the kingdom. This is not your time to run away. This is your time to shine. Stay on task and watch God honor your stance and watch him bless you. Mmm. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to keep on fishing. We've got to keep on fishing. We cannot pull back. We cannot pull off the assignment. Jesus never said, uh, don't go anymore. Uh, uh, don't, Don't do that. No, the last words he gave, go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. Let's keep moving forward. Stay steady with your tide. Keep sowing seed. And watch, watch that as you yield, your life, and your resources to the Lord, you will receive the net-breaking boat-sinking harvest. Hallelujah. You have to call your friends. Uh, you, have to, you have to hire 100 em, uh, more employees because your business has exploded and you have so much growth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. God can bless you right where you're at. Even when Pharaoh was ruling over Egypt and God raised up a deliverer, the baby Moses, even when he was a baby and Israel was under heavy bondage and oppression, God blessed the midwives. God blessed the mothers who were continuing to have children and the midwives who protected those children. So do you see how these blessings they work when you 're in into what the heart of God is at, and when pharaoh 's daughter pulled Moses out of the river out of the bulrushes out of the basket, and said, "Oh, this is nice, little Hebrew boy, hey." Uh, I'm going, to, I'm going to keep him. This this is a handsome young boy. Don't know who gave him away, but I'm keeping this guy. I'm going to make him my own. And Moses' uh, older sister uh, Miriam is standing over there on the bank from a distance watching the whole thing go down, and the, the Pharaoh's daughter says, well, I'm going to need somebody to nurse this baby. I'm going to need a lady that you can, you know, take care of him and, uh, and stuff like that. And and Miriam says, hey, do uh, you need somebody to take care of that baby? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I know somebody who can do that. Well, go, go uh, get her for me, and I'll, I'll pay her. Oh, look, don't you know the pay was exorbitant? This is Pharaoh's daughter. Woo! Hallelujah! And right under the nose of Pharaoh, who was a type and shadow of Satan himself, right under the enemy's nose, provision is flowing into the work of the Lord. Look, Look! These, these are principles. If you work them, it'll, it, the, the provision will flow regardless of what's going on out there. Mm, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Praise God. This is your time to shine. Don't, don't get in the fear. Do not pull back. Expand. Increase. Go after the promotion. Expand. Increase. Because the Lord is with you. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people today. I thank you that there is protection, a promise of protection, even a covenant of protection as we walk with you and we live the life of putting what's on your heart first. And Father, Father, you're looking just as you you were blessing the midwives. you, You are looking for those that will stand on the front line and proclaim the gospel, support the proclamation of it, you will bless them. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you now. Let your people rise to the front lines, any that have been sitting on the back, trying to play it safe or save their own skin, let them get into the game.. Mm-mm. let them get into the harvest fields. Father, you said the la- you said the harvest is right, but the laborers are, are few. Wow. Father, we need more laborers. We need more supporters. Thank you, Father. Stir up your people. Stir stir up your people. Give them visions. Give them insights. Give them understanding and specific calling to their assignment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Woo! Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. God is good. If you're watching today's program and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you would like to, He makes salvation available to you right now. From your heart, pray this prayer out loud. Pray this after me. Repeat these words. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner. I ask you, wash all of my sins away and give me your new life. Thank you, Jesus. Save me now. Write my name in your book of life. I give my heart completely to you. I surrender my life to you. Now, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, I belong to you now and I'll live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. If you are a Christian, but you have fallen away from the Lord and your life is not right with God, it's not right with the Lord. Mm. You, you need to get right right now. Come back. Come back. There's grace. There's anointing right now. Pray this after me. Any any child of God who's wandered away, but you want to get right. Pray this right now. Say, Jesus, I come back to you. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I leave that. I turn from that. Now, Jesus strengthen me and break the things that pulled me away from you. And I commit my heart to you today. And thank you that your grace keeps me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You are the shepherd who left the 99 to come and get me, the lost sheep. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me back into your sheepfold. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for restoring me unto you. Hallelujah. You're free. You're free. And you'll never go back to that vomit that you had wallowed in. You'll never go back to that pig pen. You'll never go back to that seducing lie. You're free. Now live for the Lord. Live clean. Live holy. And serve God with all your heart. And stay on fire for Him. That is normal Christianity. Don't ever drift from it. Praise God. God, God anchors you. God places you in spiritual cement today to him. Your days of drifting and floating around are finished. Praise God. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And he's enlisting right now. He's enlisting many to stand with him on the front rows. Hallelujah. Of Christian service and of world evangelism. And many of you that were runaways who have now come back. You ran You ran because you are also afraid of something that God might use you. Hallelujah. Yes, it's called an honor and a privilege. And should he bring that up to you, which if that was an original calling, get ready for your marching orders. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And no, it doesn't mean he sends you out into ministry or something like that because before he would ever do that, so often, 99% of the time, there is preparation first. There's preparation, training, and equipping. You You can't just go. You have to be equipped and prepared to go. Praise God. Amen. So get ready for that if that is ministering to your spirit. And I'm smelling a fragrance right now of cleanness and purity And some of you that I'm speaking that to, you're getting that witness of a fragrance of very pure and clean. That is the Holy Spirit saying, you're pure and clean. Your sins have been forgiven. Now run and serve the Lord. The door is open. Go through it. Hallelujah. And do what God has called you to do. Do not delay. Whoo! Praise God. Praise God for some that will be uh, school of ministry, ministry. But whatever it is that God is speaking, it's what you were supposed to have done, but you neglected it. Okay, the Lord's restoring it. Go through it. Praise God. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Let's take a Holy Communion today. Please grab some unleavened bread. Grab some grape juice. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We set this apart as holy. This is now the body, the flesh, and the blood of our Savior. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for destroying distractions. Thank you for bringing clarity into our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Glory, 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 glory. Father, as we receive the flesh of our dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you shall preserve us from all evil. You shall preserve our souls. And we thank you that you are preserving us so that we could serve you and and be a part of this great commission. Thank you. Thank you, O God, for protecting us, because we're on assignment. We're on assignment. Thank you, Father. Now we receive the body of Christ and that promise now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. When you get to heaven, you're going to meet people from all over the world that got saved through preaching that you supported. They got to heaven because they heard the message of salvation presented to them. They understood it. They received Christ, and they will make heaven and miss hell because of your support so that the gospel can be preached through all the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus That still has power to wash away sins, and it has power to protect, and the enemy cannot come through the blood hedge covenant protection of mighty Christ our Savior. We now receive the blood, and His full protection benefits in His name. Amen. Let's receive. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. This is your moment. This is your time. Stay on task. Put all of your heart into it. The next thing you know, fish are jumping into your boat. Your nets are full. Hallelujah. The boat's about to sink. Woo, hallelujah. It's on. And it's all good. It's all God. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are fishers of men. In Jesus' name. Global fishermen, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for watching. Thank you for standing with this ministry as we are throwing global nets. Thank you for praying for us and supporting this vital work of global evangelization, preaching the gospel, the full gospel. Hallelujah. Salvation, deliverance, healing, deliverance from demons, Praise God. Joy, health, prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. May you and your whole household be saved. Amen. You are blessed. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye.